When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. For this episode, we have a quick interview that we recently conducted with Zazie Beetz and Winston Duke, the stars of the new drama Nine Days. Nine Days is a film about a group of souls that are being interviewed for the opportunity to be born as a new human. As you might expect from a film about such a topic, the story tends to get pretty heavy going through the ups and downs that humanity has to offer while ultimately providing a bit of hope that maybe life isn't so bad. In our interview, the two actors talk about this new film, why it's such a personal project for them, and much more. And yes, since it's Zazie Beetz and Winston Duke, two actors with superhero film pass, we do talk about a potential Deadpool Black Panther crossover. Also, fair warning... Just so you know, at the very end of our interview, since we did only have very limited time with these actors, there was an interruption uh, trying to cut us off, which is probably for the best because we would have continued talking about superhero stuff probably for another 20 minutes. So don't be alarmed when you hear that. That's just uh, the PR person telling me to stop talking about superheroes. But before I throw it to the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. So without further delay, here's our interview with actors Zazie Beats and Winston Duke, the stars of Nine Days, which is in theaters now. Enjoy. I want to start with a question for both of you guys. Um, this is a film with a fair amount of ambiguity. Uh, in the story, a lot of the pretty big questions about the world, like what happens to the unborn souls, people who choose them, all that stuff is left open to a lot of interpretation. So um, when you're given a script with this much to uh, interpret, are you guys going to the director asking the questions that these candidates are asking? And are you getting answers? Or were you guys just kind of left to interpret it how you wanted? Um, For me, there was a lot more to draw on. Um, because Will's the only character in there that's really been born before. Um, and he has a clear backstory. The backstory for me was uh, that he is essentially the director's uncle. So it was inspired by the director's uncle who committed suicide at the age of 50. And his life then became defined by that one action in his family where Edson said that his family would just say, don't be like your uncle. Your uncle was weak. And they wouldn't talk about him. And upon, you know, getting older and going through some of his own mental health trials, he learned more about his uncle and realized he was this really beautiful man that had a lot to offer to the world. And for me, that was really grounding. That was really rooting. So that was my backstory. And I really threw myself into trying to understand what that was and like like tying it to myself as an artist and wondering what it would be like if I didn't get to live the life as an artist, if I didn't get to 
live doing the thing that I loved because he realized that his uncle was an incredible drawer, but lived the life as a, as a, as a translator, as a, like a, uh, a verbal translator. And, um, he never got to really practice professionally at the thing that he actually loved. And when he showed me the picture of his uncle, it was this like really strong fit guy that was like really good looking and like all this stuff. And I realized that, you know, there is, there is no, there is no face of depression. There is no look to depression. Like we all have our own internal battles. So that gave me a lot to root myself in. And then constructing the world because a part of the job was really building a world from scratch. We got to do that as a collective. So we got to do that with Edson that had a lot, he had a lot of answers. And trust me, Zasi and I asked a lot of questions. <laughs> like <laughs> we asked questions upon questions. Um, how do you open a door? Do you have to be invited in? Is it like vampires where like they can't <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we made it really specific and um, things like that. They're all they're all funny things, but we actually ask these questions. Um, you know, does water really exist on command? Like, is the house actually connected to real plumbing or not? You know, <laughs> things like that. And we really defined a world and created a, a lot of lexicon and a, and a clear lexicon and a clear sense of rules and boundaries that we could always draw back to that made it seem as a lot of people have been saying really hyper realistic even though it's such a lofty idea mm-hmm. of existentialism being discussed so in making it really specific we allowed ourselves to have a really wonderful and zasi can jump in at any time like a really wonderful <laughs> sandbox to play in um, yeah, I agree also with, with world building and things like that. Yeah. You kind of have to ask those questions because you all have to be in the same movie. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, uh, from sort of the point of view of playing one of the candidates, all of us, um, so me, Bill, David, Tony, Ariel, anyway, all of us, we sat down um, with Edson and we talked about like what level of discovery are these sort of souls experiencing? Is it like, like we freak out? like a toddler when it sees bubbles like that everything is just completely brand new do we have any kind of I you know we we know how to speak so you know to what degree do we do do we understand certain concepts or not and we all had to come into agreement with that and there was a, a bit of a back and forth everybody had different points of views and opinions um and so yes we did ask a lot of questions from Edson and he did give answers and also allowed us to sort of express and allowed all of us to sort of figure it out together and the world spoke back to us often. And what I mean by that is we had all these like happy mistakes that would happen on set where we were like, was that planned or was that not? Like one instance was, you know, I'm making these notes, right? I, I, my character writes these notes all the time, but it's the set director that the set designer that, that pre-wrote a lot of the notes, like the things that I wrote about each interview person and they did that maybe a couple months before and for the character of Mike um, the note says something about you know this reminds me of Machiavelli the prince and um, he has some things that can yada 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 and I have that note in front of me because the interview with the Mike character happened right before 
I had my scene with uh, Zasi and Zasi and the actor who plays Mike, are, they're a couple in real life. And Zasi is like at my table, at Will's table, and she is looking down at the notes in between takes. And she's like, did you write this? Did you write this about, about, about you know, David's character? David is her partner. Did you write this about David? And I said, no, no, this was, you know, yeah, I did, but I didn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> and she goes, this is weird, man. This is like totally freaky. This is really weird. He's reading Machiavelli the Prince right now. And I'm just wondering if, did he tell you about that? Did you know about this? And I was like, no, this was written probably like a month prior. So there was a lot of like weird synergistic occurrences that were happening on set. Like there was actually uh, a book of poems that was in the design that literally detailed this real kernel in World War I where the description of that kernel reflected my choices that I um, was making around will. And that Colonel actually went through this battle in World War I where he held off um, the enemy by himself for like 48 hours. And one of the, the, one of the, the things that they wrote about him is that he allowed no soul to pass except into oblivion. Right. And the colonel eventually from a lot of PTSD after World War One, he committed suicide. Wow. And I was like, what is happening? What is this world? What is going on? What is what is what is what is this? You know what I mean? So like the set and the movie and the world kept talking back to us all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. So Zassi, Emma herself is, is- kind of unlike any of the other candidates in a number of ways you know some of the characteristics are you know beautiful and inspiring um to winston's character and some just kind of annoy the shit out of him probably because he sees a lot of himself in there um so by the end of the film what do you think is the most important or inspiring aspect of her um i i think that emma is um I think the I think the fact that Emma finds I think value in all things it seems um, for a, a character like Will who I think has kind of lost interest in being and lost interest in engaging and putting in the energy to continue to engage um, to continue to find value in the small things um, that you encounter every day. Uh, is, I think, an important rediscovery to make. Uh, And also, I I think that Emma is okay and and comfortable around Will's sort of grief uh, as he's going through his sort of period of mourning. And um, I think that allows, sorry, space for Will to be comfortable to just kind of be in that as well while making efforts to potentially move forward or to continue to appreciate the things that can still be appreciated. Uh, and, I, and I think even, you know, just like the simple act of, you know, I think a lot about which is something I, I'm always working on. If, you know, if somebody is sort of venting to me or sharing something very vulnerable with me, 
uh, I think a lot of people make the mistake to try and fix the problem. You know, if somebody's talking about a divorce or whatever, and you're like, well, maybe you should have a conversation. Maybe that's not what they need. They just need you to kind of show up and, and be okay. You know, I think a lot of people, I, I, I've heard this with people who've like experienced deaths in their lives where people just are so uncomfortable being around that conversation. Like, I don't want to hear you talking about your child that passed away or your mom that just died. Like, I can't handle this. Let's just move on versus just taking on an ounce, a fraction, a milliliter of the pain they're experiencing and the discomfort they're experiencing and just sitting there with them. Actually, just say one of the most profound scenes in the movie Midsummer with Florence Pugh was when she weeping and all the women came with her who hadn't experienced this thing with her and just wept with her and we're just like we're doing this with you and I was just like so taken you know they didn't fix it they didn't try and advise they just were here and I think Emma to a degree does that with Will absolutely and and kind of going off of what makes Emma's character so lovely uh we should talk about Will you know He's a bit of a curmudgeon, even though he has his reasons and, you know, kind of occasionally he does say something that is truly beautiful. Like one of the lines that struck us uh, that we were talking about, it's you lived every second with honesty and intensity and there's no shame in that. Um, And that's an an amazing line. Uh, And without going into spoilers, is there an aspect of Will uh, Winston that you took away from this experience or that's stuck with you? A lot of will stuck with me and I, you know, I had to spend a lot of time shedding that character intentionally because it's a really hard one to live in. Um, But, you know, what stayed with me was this idea of to feel whole requires acceptance. And it's accepting all of yourself. And I think, you know, a lot of us try to shun what we see are the darker sides of ourselves or like our own shadows and really try to live in our light and think that that is the one thing that makes us us but it's really all of us like we all are yin and yang we're all day and night we're all you know everything all in one and that feeling of wholeness that's a thing that i'm trying to embrace it's not like i've gotten there I'm trying to embrace this like idea of acceptance um, of who I am while I discover those new parts of me, you know, and work on those shadow aspects of me intentionally so that they don't manifest in times that don't allow me to recover from them. You know what I mean? We, we tend to only work on things after they've manifested and mess our lives up, you know, and, mm-hmm. After this movie, I realized, like, you just have to do the work that you work so that you actually have a good time people, peopling with people, you know, which is a hard job, you know? Absolutely. That's very true. Um, So switching gears just a little bit, I wouldn't be a good comic book nerd if I didn't point out the superhero elephant in the room right now. Um, (laughs) You're both very familiar with the world of Marvel superheroes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Winston, you're a big part, uh, figuratively and literally, of Black Panther and that franchise. Uh, And and Zazie, you're 
Domino, obviously, and Deadpool 2. So I know I can't get any sort of uh, answers out of what the future may hold, right? Especially from Winston. I know you guys are probably involved deeply into that right now. So and there's, a, there's a sniper dot on I know, I know. <laughs> I, I'll, 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 I'll walk the minefield carefully here. What I do want to talk about, though, is what's interesting is this last week, I don't know if you guys caught it, Ryan Reynolds shared a video of Deadpool speaking with Korg, Taika Waititi's character from Thor. And they were watching Free Guy. It was like this fun little ad. And it everybody went apeshit because they're like, oh my God, Deadpool's now in the MCU. So here you guys are together. So Zazie and Winston, what are your thoughts of Domino going to Wakanda? It's going to happen, right? <laughs> like, when's it happening? She is um, welcome. I would love to come. <laughs> you know, I think it's so funny because when we were shooting... Uh, Deadpool we kept doing this for X-Force and then uh-huh. Black Panther came out and I was like damn it <laughs> took it um, but I think I think Wakanda Forever is a more uh, we'll keep that one yeah. um, but I mean I would be so happy you know if if, if Deadpool 3 uh, ends up inviting me in um, and we all uh, take a trip to hang out with uh Mbaku and the rest of the crew, I'd be more than happy to join yeah. in. I'm excited. I would actually love to revisit Domino again. I've always, um, I don't know. I, I like her. She's <laughs> super fun. And yeah. her make-believe powers are great. Ex- excuse me? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I would say that's one of the biggest things I get on the street is uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a real power. <laughs> <laughs> I love Domino. I'm a huge comic book fan, so she Great. was one of my favorites. So thanks, guys. Uh, probably have, like, good luck where she just walks through the gates. And it's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we we love Nine Days. Everybody should go check it out. Uh, August sixth, everywhere. July thirtieth in Select City. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh,